Welcome to The Real Return, everybody, where we talk about real love, real financial freedom, and real health. Here with me today is Marsha Eglin. You heard it right, folks. This is my mother. How you doing today, Mom? I'm okay, son. It's great to be here. Alrighty, so as a part of real love, we need real members of society in our community making real change and bringing their love out into the community. So, you have a nonprofit. Let's let's hear some something about Impact Family Center. How did you start it? Well, Impact Family Center is celebrating 14 years of service to the community, um, making an impact one life at a time in the community. And at the time of its inception, I was working as a network regional producer, and I was covering the Midwest and tired of all the escalating violence and issues that were happening in this area. And I heard God's voice tell me that I was a solution. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I thought it meant just donating some money or helping an organization that was already in its existence. And as I began to think and hear his voice, I figured out that I was really a solution and I needed to put my hands on creating something and I was obedient and I did that. Now when you say this area, what area specifically? Well, um, growing up uh, in Maywood and living on the, in the far south suburbs, I was going to church though in Roseland since I, I had, we started going to church in Roseland when I was about 11. We learned to service the community with outreach, giving, helping, and doing whatever we could do. And so I believe that that was the ground that I was supposed to start on, and that's what we did. I had some help from a good friend, Amber Gardner, and we set out to create an organization. Why specifically focus on teaching students um, and youth and their families, journalism practices, journalism principles, um, you know, cameras, audio. Well, the directive that I received from God when he told me I was a solution, I was supposed to use the gifts and talents that I had, which was journalism and media, to touch the hearts and the lives of youth. So what the model is based upon is literally learning to research improving educational skills through research and computers and tech things but also in that research the young people are able to discover themselves their problems their neighbors their peers and not only that also looking back at history and bringing everything together with a better understanding of their situation and how they can move forward. So not only do they cover and learn about themselves and the socioeconomic issues that help to get this community in such dire straits, but it is also a way for them to look at solutions and then to also become advocates. And that way we know that it works. We target youth, which is ages 14 to 24, because we believe that their foundations may not be as strong, but we could do 
various things through mentoring, the tech programs, the employment programs, and um, similar types of opportunities that can help strengthen the person. And when we're able to do that and then stay in their lives through college into career or trade school into career, we know that we've been effective. And in 14 years, I can say that we have seen wonderful, wonderful, wonderful results. So how many youth do you think you've served over 14 years? So in about 14 years, we have touched the lives of well over 10,000 youth. And we do that in a variety of ways. We have in-house programs year round. Uh, literally when other people are on vacation, a lot of times we're still working. Um, we also have the opportunity of going into schools, both suburban and uh, Chicago public schools, to do what we believe is a STEM with an undergirding of mentoring type program where we're teaching the digital media skills, journalism, communications, public relations, marketing, social media uh, marketing, and then going beyond that into layering on mentorship, which helps to create a more holistic program because a number of programs will bring youth in and just shoot some stuff at them and tell them to do some things, but it's that constant of keeping them engaged multiple days throughout the year. We were five days a week and some Saturdays, um, but as funding cuts happened, we had to cut down to four days a week and when there are special occasions or whatever, we're, we're open even more. But our success has been in the layering of true old-fashioned nurturing, which is what I received, training, because I believe when you train up a child the way they should go, then they won't depart from it when they're old. So it's important to me that we provide that. I just met with a mom literally about an hour and a half ago, and she said the unique difference in the program that she put an older child in and in our program is that we really connect with the youth and we connect with them on their level and then we pull them higher, we push them, we lock arms with them and we're very family oriented. We believe that the family plays an important role. So we're able to offer daytime adult programming when there's funding and then the after, after school programming and out of school time programming and summer programming. And then we even in the summer reach down and get the younger siblings because in that way we're touching the whole family in one way or another. So you kind of emphasized on funding. So how, I guess, is that your greatest challenge having a nonprofit? Um, how can, you know, people support or is there anything that general public can do compared to the government? How does that work? Well, we do look at multiple streams of income, um, federal, local, and state municipal type gov funding. And then we also look for um, individual funding and then philanthropic community uh, um, companies, uh, corporations, businesses, and things of that nature are very important to us. But funding has been the A number one most difficult hurdle for us to have to jump because without funding you can't do anything. And coming from, you know, a time when 
I did have the means to do various things, but then when you open a nonprofit, I always joke and say it's kind of like taking a vow of poverty, um, as if you were, you know, a minister of, of of faith or something, because sometimes that's required. And in my case, I believe that it might have been required, um, because I, I really personally believe that when you don't have much and you allow God's hand to uh, just touch whatever you have, you end up with much more. So funding has been a difficult challenge because unfortunately the funding arena can be very political. I won't bite my tongue and say it, it can be very political. And I believe that also a lot of times the larger organizations that have been more noted in media or in various communities will get more attention and a lot of times funders miss the mark because it's that mid-size and smaller organization that connects to the participant in a different way because you can say you are servicing hundreds of thousands of youth but how many staff members do they have who can really connect when our students come in, I can look at them and tell that they've had a bad day. I know that mama or grandmama has been in the hospital or that there's no father in the home because I know them all. And that's an impossibility and very difficult to be as effective when you are dealing with huge numbers. I believe that the, the closeness that we have, even though we are expanding and need to expand, but the closeness that we have and the layering of programs helps us to be far more effective. But funding is no joke. You need money. You need to have money to have your lights and gas on. Uh, we do a lot of tech, so we need funding for the various types of equipment that we need. We're in the, in the midst of building a TV studio and a, a newsroom. And there are so many needs for that type of a facility. And then we decided that we wanted to be good stewards. So we decided that we would have daytime programming. So that it's not just one facility that's not being used effectively. So during the day it's used for one purpose and then in the evening it's used. So we know that funding is important and that more people should recognize where the real deficits are in the community and even in the giving process where there are deficits and fill those gaps with viable real programs that do real work because unfortunately in this arena we hear the stories about people who are not doing what they say but impact family center will do what it says it will do from our mission statement to our program objectives and our goals we are going to accomplish that and we do that despite we have a great board of directors we have dedicated staff a lot of whom have been in the program they grew up in the program so we know that as much as it is a hurdle to have to tackle funding we're determined and it's by any means necessary so we are creative and one of the areas that we're trying to be most creative in is individual giving unfortunately as african americans we didn't come up with that you know we weren't raised with that kind of a foundation because usually there wasn't enough money to give to anybody else 
but we were raised in a very communal type way where the family mattered. And if you had food at your table, you would invite your neighbors in to eat. You would invite your family by on Sundays or whenever. And if we could just embrace that mission that our forefathers gave us and understand that we have to be a committee of one to say that we're going to make a difference. And if it means that, it, for instance, this year we have a Find 14 campaign, we're asking people to give $14. People spend $14 on any number of things and can't track it. But at Impact, you can track your dollars. You can give $14 and make sure that on Mentor Wednesday that two or three, actually three youth would eat off of that $14. If you can, you can track your money and become a subscriber to our YouTube channel and see the videos that our youth are creating. You can go to our website to read the articles and the blogs that our students are writing so you can see tangibly what's being given. But there are entities, and God bless them all, that are large enough where the CEO or the executive director makes more than the annual budget at Impact. So that's speaking volumes. That means that this CEO is not making that kind of money. This CEO is not putting a lot into overhead and, and things that are not benefiting those who we serve. So we're going to continue to have the focus on the precious lives that we've been entrusted with, whether they're young, old, seniors, or whatever. And we're going to continue to use funds in a very, very smart and ingenuous way so that we can just prove to everyone that our integrity is what matters and that we will deliver on every dollar that's donated. Um, I made you speechless. Okay. <laughs> if you could tell anybody about impact, what would you say and why there needs to be an impact and <coughs> at least every metropolitan community. I believe that impact is very unique in what it does. And I believe that our record of accomplishment is good because we can connect with those who were in the program 14 years ago. We know where a number of them are we know what they're doing. They can report back that impact made an impact and it was a lasting impact. And that means a lot. I grew up in an, uh, a, a youth program on the west side of Chicago because my mom worked two jobs. I want to make sure and I am definite that impact is the place that parents can trust that their youth are safe and that they're doing productive things. I know that impact will stick with the youth until they walk away from us, but we won't walk away from them. We will help a family. We will help the community. And we're not selfish in what we're doing. You don't have to do anything for us, but show up and participate. And I think that that's important. I appreciate our, our funders and those who have been able to say, we trust you enough to donate money. And while it has never ever been enough money 
for us to really do everything we want to do. We have proven that we can take a little bit and turn it into so much more. And the investment is so great with the youth and families that we've touched. So that's what I want people to know is that our record speaks for itself and that they're welcome to come and check us out. They're welcome to support us. They're welcome to tell our story. But the most important thing is that we need people to truly care and to do that in a tangible way. When we look at our communities and we compare them to others, we have to ask ourselves, how involved are we? How much are we rolling up our sleeves and helping? How much are we giving? Even if all you can afford to give, and we had a wonderful, wonderful board member and my godmother who could afford to give $10 a month because she was on a fixed income. But that $10 encouraged us every time we got that check in the mail. But what it did more so that we didn't know while she was alive was that her giving, her steadfastness was an impact on her own daughters. And now we can depend on them to give what they can give because we are training all the time. And there are eyes on us. And if we as a community, we as a people, and I'm not saying black people, I'm just saying people could get together and recognize that we would change the trajectory of our lives and that of our offspring of our future because they're watching and they will emulate what we do. And at impact, we're going to always show our youth positiveness. We're going to show them when we cry and when we're tired and we want to give up. But the most important we're going to, the most important thing that we're going to do is we're going to show them that we do get up and we never give up. And that's probably the most important thing that I could communicate to anyone who would want to send their child, their teen, or come and be a part of our adult programming. And for anyone who wants to donate, any amount of money from the smallest dollar to millions of dollars is that we're worth the investment because we do what we say we do and you can check that out and it matters to us we're building families a lot of people say the word impact the emphasis must be on the impact the impact is on the word family because when you build a family you build your impact Thank you. It's a pleasure having you on the show. So guys, tune in next time. We have somebody coming in that does makeup and beauty. See y'all next time.